Hey, y'all, thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates Daily Podcast. This is Wisdom's Echo, and my name is Parker Thomaston. As always, I'm so honored and delighted to have this opportunity to share my heart with you. And today, I want to talk to you about having permission to be. So, if you remember from the last time that we were together, I shared about Eli and not having the pressure of performance upon him uh, as he and his teammates battled in for the Little League World Series. So, update, they actually won the entire tournament. Uh, They were Little League World Series champions here on the Gulf Coast in the United States, which is a very, very big deal. Uh, They got some pretty cool rings and uh, gold necklaces with diamonds and all kind of stuff. So uh, they they were pumped up. He hasn't taken the necklace off. Uh, in a few weeks, and and probably the ring uh, just a handful of times, uh, maybe to play baseball again. So (laughs) um, it is pretty liberating to understand uh, that when you and I function from a place of intention rather than performance, that there is freedom and grace and peace that abides with us, that enables us to be the best version of who we were intended to be. And so I kind of want to piggyback off of that idea uh, today and just share my heart with you about light and the opportunity that we have to to function from our original intention, as we've heard many of these great people that we're connected with uh, teach us on. So I want to start by making a statement that Yahweh has given you and I permission to function in the fullness of who we are intended to be. So as you and I allow ourselves to release the light that is within us, we also allow the world around us to be transformed. Um, Recently, I realized that there was a single verse that was so profound, but it it, it stopped me in my tracks. And you might ask, what is that? So this is a a question that I want to jump into, and I hope to have the opportunity to share my heart with you on that. But we're going to start with a question about what is light. So the first definition that that I stumbled across was actually in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and it is defined as something that makes vision possible. So why is this important? Well, if you're wired like I am, it's just important for life. Like, I could give you a, a hundred different reasons why this is important. But in Proverbs 29, 18, it says, where there's no vision, the people perish. Now, what is fascinating to me is that perish does not mean to die. It simply means to go back. Now, this is a Hebrew word that's made up of pay, resh, and ayin. It's called para. And this means to actually go back to, um, really to something familiar. So, Another definition is is that light is an electromagnetic radiation of any wavelength that travels in a vacuum with a speed of nearly 186,000 miles per second. So this is where we get the thought of the speed of light. Now, at this speed, an object could travel around the planet Earth at seven times per second. And this definition is really what opened up the can of worms. So what does electromagnetic radiation have to do with light? 
I don't want to turn this into a science class, but I do want to look at a few things. So if you know a little bit of my background, you'll know that in legacy learning, um, I actually teach, uh, I love the math and the science. So I love numbers. I love the understanding of physics and the way that, that nature works. And so there was a guy named James Clerk Maxwell, and he introduced the concept of electromagnetic waves. And so once he introduced this concept, everything started kind of uh, falling into place, if you will. Scientists could now develop a working model of light using terms and concepts that we're familiar with now, such as wavelength and frequency. So this was all based on the structure and the function of waves. So it's, it's important to recognize that depending on how light is observed, it can function as either a wave or a particle. Now, the size of a wave is measured as a wavelength. That's going to be the distance between any two corresponding points on successive waves. So you usually measure wavelength from peak to peak or from trough to trough, which would be the highest point of the wave uh, to the next highest point in the successive order of the waves or from the lowest point to the next lowest point. But it wasn't until a man named William Heinrich Hertz discovered radio waves in the late 1800s that additional electromagnetic radiation even further outside of the visible spectrum was proven to exist. So light can be measured in frequencies, which is the number of waves that pass a point in space in any during time interval, which is usually measured in terms of seconds. But this low frequency of light has longer wavelengths and lower energy and then the higher frequency of light has shorter wavelengths and higher energy. So light is, is fascinating to me because when you think of all these rays being absorbed by objects and then reflected towards other objects, it starts to make sense why, why you know, we load up our, our family to go watch a fireworks show or a light show and, and drive through the city you know, during certain times of the year uh, just to see the random lights. Um, but the bigger miracle is that everyone that jumps inside the vehicle is at least as excited as I am. So um, I want to jump into this verse that really has gotten me fired up. And it's going to be found in Mark chapter 9, verse 3. So this says, And his raiment became shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can white them. So this is speaking of Yeshua, and it says that his clothing became illuminated. So first it was known that your clothing helped shape your identity. Oftentimes in the New Testament, people were known uh, by basically what they wore. It helped identify or give a better understanding of who they were. And we can see many times in the scripture that the garments were, were described. So in this case, we can see that Yeshua's clothing was illuminated because he was illuminated. Second, I'd like to look at how they were exceeding white as snow. Now, in Psalm 51, um, David has a cry 
out of his heart unto Yahweh to be made whiter than snow. In Isaiah chapter 1, we see the vision of Isaiah and in Yahweh asking to, to reason together their sins that they may be cleansed and made whiter than snow. Now, what is amazing to me is that before Yeshua ever became the ultimate sacrifice, he was exceeding white as snow. And so this is an encouragement to me because the very thing that I believe we have settled for um, and, and may even have received as the height or the ceiling or the the limitation of the greatest thing that could happen, which would be that we were cleansed of our sins, now becomes the foundation. This is the starting line, not the finish line, for you and I as mature sons and daughters to function in the permission of our original intent. So in essence, he had already observed Yahweh's heart and became what he saw because we know that he would not do anything unless he saw the Father do it. So when you and I allow ourselves to walk in the fullness of Yahweh's glory, we exceed all other visible, measurable dimensions. There is nothing comparable to who we are. We simply exceed what already exists. So, so lastly was the fuller, right? This is the professional who deals with cloth garments, whether that be wool um, or whatever it's made of. Now, during this time, a fuller was able to clean garments and restore them, but, but the credit for this couldn't be given to a professional, right? This was us having an understanding that whenever Yahweh restores us to our original in intention, we will become greater than anything that has ever been seen. In, in Matthew chapter 5, this should be very familiar to us, um, but please don't make light of what this says. In verse 14, it says, You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now, Yahweh will often release a word before you and I ever see the evidence of that word. He will then give us time to saturate and begin our transformational process. So I've noticed in my life that he will allow me to witness a demonstration that encourages me to trust in him or grows my confidence in him. To me, this passage represents the release of the word. So before any evidence was given, a mystery was released and a declaration was made. So what does it mean to let your light so shine before men? Imagine this. Every answer is awaiting a revealing. Yes, every single answer. To answer I mean, the answer, if you will, to every individual, the answer to every sickness, to every disease, to every measure of, of lack, um, of distrust, um, to every problem waiting in a place of mystery um, is the desire to be revealed. So Matthew chapter 6, I know we're talking a lot about light. Verse 22, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. 
What what represents the completion is the demonstration. Yahweh does the very thing that he told him. I'm sorry, Yeshua does the very thing that Yahweh told them to do. It was to let your light shine. His actions had spoken louder than his words. And remember that insight is always a consequence of the mind, but revelation is a consequence of the heart, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Probably the most familiar is found in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. Yahweh said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. He divided the light from the darkness. I love hearing Sir Ian's teachings on this, that, that there was an anticipation of all creation at this point when the hovering and the brooding over the depths had taken place. And, and this is is something where Yahweh, he created, he witnessed, and then he separated. And this light is called or, and it, it it actually means illumination. So Yeshua restored, we know this, what had been once divided, Aleph, Vav, and Resh, not in place of our responsibility, but as a guide for us to be responsible. So, um, First John, like I'm not prepared to go into this, um, but I encourage you to jump in and inquire of what these lights are about. But I'm learning that not every display, not everything that Yahweh is showing me um, is meant to be put on public display. Some things are, are not meant for you. They're meant for me and I need to be more sensitive. But I encourage you to jump into John chapter one. This, um, his light was the life, you know, and his life was the light. I believe that both of those things are true, but I want to wrap this up uh, with a passage found in Daniel chapter 2. It says, he reveals the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. So I'm beginning to realize that as Yeshua finished a process of transformation in his own life, he was not only able to come into his purpose, but enable others like you and I to come into ours. I believe that that one of the ways that we allow ourselves to so let our light shine is by becoming transfigured. Yahweh has given you and I permission to function in the fullness of who we are intended to be. As we allow ourselves to release the light within us, we also allow the world around us to be transformed. Allowing the process to be finished and the revealing of the glorious divine nature to become most evident through us. So let us allow the illumination of Yahweh's word over us to be the deciding factor of every choice we make and let the illumination of his glory to be what identifies us as his royalty in the earth. One thing I want to circle back to before before I finish this up is that, you know, we talked about how light can be measured, right? We talked about the different functions. Um, we talked about you know uh, the different structures. We talked about the hertz measured in frequencies. All of that is important because it is they are observable factors. However, I don't believe that Yahweh <laughs> um, really looks at it and says that oh this one. Uh, his measurement of light or her measurement of light is even greater than this one's measurement of light. Um, I don't think that that performance is is actually even 
I don't I just don't believe that it's even you know uh, something that is is even valued if you will uh, by the heart of Yahweh I think that to everyone's individual ability um, the way that Yahweh created us that that is how you and I are expected to be able to live and expected to be able to function and so please don't come back and say I've got to meet these expectations I've got to perform this well it's not about that it's about us finding peace and functioning from a position of rest based on the fact that you and I are loved that we are the righteousness of Yahweh and we are we are set up to be able to function as his sons and daughters in the earth to establish his kingdom as it is in heaven. So family, we love you so much. I'm so grateful um, that you would engage with us on Wisdom's Echo and look forward to the next time we have together. Send you forth. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you next time.